Do you think Lil Nas X thought about who would be reading these lyrics? Keep going. Oh, man. Uh, Turn up baby, we're going to have to check out like 6A. Really, it's that A-zit. <laughs> A-zite? Man, that's that's confusing. But your Uber on the whiz A. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are 2X Church Van Backseat Baptists. Scott, did you ever ride in the backseat of a church van? <laughs> wow, I didn't know where you're going. Um, yeah, I drove, resided in, traveled, <laughs> repaired church vans, yes. Because the backseat is a different vibe than the front. Sure, Yeah. You're talking about like the big fifteen my, seaters, right? I, I, I remember. I remember, like, as you started dating, oh, youth group, you wanted to be in the back seat. You didn't want to be in the front seat. You wanted to be oh, yeah. back where you could hold hands <laughs> and back where you could, you know, maybe fall asleep on someone's shoulder. Oh yeah, or you know, get like a maybe like just any form of physical contact. Yeah, was or get a blowjob oh. right there. <laughs> God. We are oh that was right at the minute mark so we just made for anyone playing bingo. <laughs> just made it past the minute. <laughs> just that sports betting is live on the Unblessed podcast. So yeah, yeah you can uh, we were sponsored by FanDuel and That's uh, right. You can, playbook. <laughs> you can put money down for how many sex jokes we make on this podcast um, or double over nothing for how many Evan makes on the yeah. during the episode. So keep true. track. No. Uh, uh, no, I think like the front was a little bit more like the verbal apples to apples and i don't know just you know hooting and having fun having some nice good fish and fun up there the i gotta park. back up are we talking like a big school bus or like a 15-seater van like like 15 a seater. small bus okay so yeah, like 15 so <laughs> really in your mind there's not a lot of separation between like being private no, like no, two rows separ- no the people in the front that is true. And we, if you're in the front, like you're you're talking to the youth pastor. Wasn't the worst where you'd have like seats and it's like you could have your friends, or like the people you want to hang with are like in the back couple benches, but then you get stuck in the front bench in the middle between the two adults that are supervising the whole event. And you got to just sit there yeah. and talk about gas prices for like the whole drive. Yeah. Or the two just like crushingly <laughs> quiet kids that just do not want to talk. <laughs> This just reminded me. Can I tell a story from high school? I I think it will pay off. off. Okay, it has to do with traveling with supervision, like supervisors and whatever adult chaperones. I'll let let you cook. 
let me cook, if I may. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let me barbecue. Okay, I'll cook. <laughs> I'm cooking. Um, Go ahead, cook. I'm cooking here. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm cooking this is my here. Kitchen. I'm cooking here. <laughs> So I had the silliest mission trip in high school to Scotland. I think I've talked about this, where yes. we had to reach out to the lost souls of heavily Christian nation Scotland. But anyway, uh, on the way there, we I think we took like, I don't know, maybe it was 15, 20 kids. And then like there's five or six adults. I don't know, can't remember. But all the story that happened was there was... Uh, one of my buddies, and then he sat next to this other girl at our youth group, and hang with me here, and they were on the plane as it was taking off. And so it was three people. It was like the chaperone in the window seat and then the two of them next to her. And the plane's taking off, and the girl told my buddy, like, hey, I'm a little nervous. Can I hold your hand while we take off on the flight? And he was like, yeah, of course. So they hold hands while the plane takes off. They're up in the sky. Then no, like never heard of nothing happens. Well, then I find out after the plane lands that apparently they held hands and then they just started making out next to the chaperone who was fast asleep, like in the window seat, just, just macking on each other, just high schoolers letting the hormones go crazy. But they made out, it was like a 10-hour plane ride, and they made out for like a majority of it while this poor lady was asleep. And all I can think about is, what would I do if I was a chaperone? And I want to ask you, Evan, what do you do as a chaperone? And two high school students are just really going for it next to you on a mission trip. Do you just shut your eyes and try to pretend it's all not real, or do you talk to I, them? So, it... I have to put myself in these shoes. I 100% would be the fully zonked out chaperone. <laughs> yes, you would. No idea that's going on. You'd have but chips in were, your beard. <laughs> but if I were to wake up, I think I would just peek over and be like, hey, can you guys keep it down? I'm trying to nap over here. <laughs> A lot of mouth and noises. Just watch, watch two like 14 year olds just shit their pants. <laughs> I think you got to scare them. I think you have to like wait for the right moment and then wake up and scare them like wake up in a startle i think what happens story i think i've told this story what would you first off what would you do what would you do if you oh my personality i would shut my eyes as tight as i could (laughs) and just hope and pray that i can forget all this ever happened (laughs) i mean if i started seeing things like coming out and like people starting to get real frisky i probably would like just sneeze loud and something but if people are kissing i think i would just Try to ignore them. So, <laughs> my buddy Chase was on a mission trip. Name dropping. Memphis. There's a bingo. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not his real name. All right, I, I oh, thought okay. about it this time. Oh, okay. Um, he was on a mission trip in Memphis one time, and this is where I came up with this strategy that I just said about just like, yeah, you're ruining my nap. Um, and it was like two o'clock in the morning. He couldn't sleep. They were all staying in this uh, elementary school. Um, this was. In Classic. college, he was, he was part of the BCM, but there was also, like, other churches involved, too. And so, you know, he can't sleep, so he takes a shower, and then he just walks straight into the bathroom and starts to poop. Um, <laughs> you know, but he's, you know, he, he's naked at this point, you know, just on the commode. We've all um, been there, down to the socks, right? <laughs> yeah, he and these, like, kids, you know, bust in, 
you know, they're middle schoolers and they're just saying stuff like, you know, oh, you know, do you see her? She's so hot, yada, yada, yada. And he's just like, ah, oh, crap. Like, I got to literally this out, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he hears one of the kids go, hey, sometimes I want to see how, like, big other guys are. Oh, my God. No. And he's no. like, <laughs> he goes, that's not gay, right? And the like, other kids are like, no, no, no. He's like, I just want to see how like big. And then he starts laughing. He's like leans into it a little bit more. He's like, I just want to see how like big you know other guys are. I just want to see it. You know, this like, and it goes on for a little bit. What? And at one point he goes, wouldn't it be weird if somebody was just listening in to our whole conversation? And at that point, my buddy Chase goes in from the stall. He goes, Yeah, you guys are kind of ruining my poop. <laughs> And those kids like beat it out of there like a bat out of hell. No. <laughs> oh, I can't. There has to be a level of sarcasm. There, oh my gosh, that's too good to be true. That someone would say, "Let's let's measure them." Just, yeah, I just want to see. Big other guys. That's okay, oh, right? Oh my gosh, It'd be that really is weird. If somebody was listening to this whole conversation, right? Uh, yeah, I, you guys I are really could, ruining my poop. I could do a whole episode on. Christian camp bathroom nightmare oh situations, <laughs> but I will so spare the listeners. That's what informs me on situations okay. that would be thoroughly embarrassing for someone else, but not nearly embarrassing for me. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you you're, you're killing the mood over here. <laughs> you're killing the mood. Oh, maybe, maybe stop teenagers will, yeah, find any way to make out in any situation possible and chaperones are just being tortured across America yeah. <laughs> everywhere we see. But if you ever see a chaperone, buy him a beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, speaking Scott, what, yeah. Speaking of, of chaperones. Of, yeah. Speaking of chaperones, speaking of Christ, um, Scott, Lil Nas X got saved. He did. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud I, of him. He even It's very genuine decision too, I could tell. Yeah, very genuine decision. Um he even posted a music video about it that I have not watched that's called J Christ. And I just assume it's his salvation story. Um and so I'm going to read the lyrics right now. Yeah, it's I've watched it many times and shared it with my family and my grandmother because I knew she was praying for him, so it's yeah. a really wonderful um, Lyric. These are the lyrics to Lil Nas X's uh, testimony, salvation story. Mm-hmm. God, like God honoring. Yep. Hey, look, 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 but look. We going all the way up, fam. We going past what we've been like. Taking this shit back to the west side. Okay, so it's more of a grungy, more of a gritty, um, you know, like uh, gritty type. You know, a testimony. Maybe, maybe not afraid to get you know dirty with it. Right. With yes. You know, like of like course. a Mark Driscoll type thing. Naturally, um, taking this shit back to the west side. Is he about to give him something viral? Fine, cash shit. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I don't know, like so, he like how he cussed in his testimony right there, but that's fine. You know, I mean, like so that's I, I, I'm, 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 we need to, we need to go into the first okay. verse to really see what's going on. Let him, let him, yeah, yeah, cook. yeah. Uh, bust down chain, that was thirty bands. Bust down wrist, match my bust down thirty inch. 
Walk up in the club, popping shit like it was double mint. Looking for a tin, we only settle when it's settlements. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, let them slide. Yeah, last year was a quiet year. Now I'm on Mariah. I am finna take it higher. Okay. Let them slide. Yeah, last year was a quiet year. Tell them come outside. Baby, we ain't trying to hide it. You know what I'm on. I'm on a break. <laughs> you know when I'm back, it's all for take. You know that I'm ready for anything, for everything. Excuse me. You know when I play, it's all for keeps. Uh-uh. Incredible. Yeah, very uh, rich testimony so far. Yeah, so I think what he's trying to say here um, is, you know, he was in a place of um, chasing after material wealth, and now he's back and not chasing after material wealth. Uh, Yeah, I think that's what he's going for. Yeah. Let's see what verse 2 has for us. Sure. Which way that we going? Hmm, This way. Took him to the telly and I told him it's a diz eight. Turn up, baby. <laughs> You're doing up, great. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Lil Nas X thought about who would be reading these lyrics? Keep going. Oh, man. Uh, turn up, baby. We're going to have to check out like 6A. Really, it's that A-zit. A-zite? Man, that's that's confusing. But your Uber on the whiz, eh? Back, 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 up, out the grave site. Bitch, I'm back like J. Christ. Okay, so there's Jesus. There's, there's Jesus. Jesus. Right there. I'm finna get the gaze hyped. Okay. I'm finna take it yay high. Back up out the grave site. Bitch, I'm back like J. Christ. I'm finna take it, uh-uh. I'm finna take it yay high. Okay, so uh, back, yeah, let's, back let's up out the grave site. Analyze this, yeah. Yeah. Back about the gravesite. He, he he was dead. Now he's alive. Just kind of like the Ezekiel verse. You know these these uh, these rusty bones, these dried bones are now you know uh, flesh and blood. He, he's he's born again in mm. Jesus Christ and is back like Jesus Christ because that is what saves us. Is Jesus coming back from the dead? So we are new. In Amen. Him. Lil Nas X is new in Jesus Christ. Mystery solved. Yeah, I think we nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, watched the music video, and I can assure you it is just as Christian as the lyrics you read and as you expect them to be. Um, I want to talk about the hype that was around Lil Nas X this past few weeks. He did post a few videos uh, that were kind of teasing this music video, Uh and people were 100% believing that he became a Christian. Um, and he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is. We, we, we have told you. Yeah. Listen, he's, what do you think it, what do you think it means? Like he says, you know what I'm on? I'm on a break. You know when I'm back, it's all for take. You know that I'm ready for everything. You know when I play, it's all for keeps. Uh-uh. That is salvation story material right yeah, there. He's back like Jay Christ getting the gays hyped. Yeah, back like Jay Christ getting the gays he's hyped. He's ministering to you know, the LGBTQIA plus community yeah. with this song is what he's doing. And he's, he's really a servant of the Lord at this point. <laughs> he really is. Like, I, I don't understand to, to take off, to pop off on this whole subject is I, every year I feel like there's a celebrity that does 
like have a Christian moment and everyone suddenly jumps on their side. And I live for it when this stuff happens. And I love that Lil Nas X, and I hate to break it to you, is trolling people with this video. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was a true, legit, genuine decision. No, I, that he, I think, no, he posted on social media that he found God. That's true. Yeah. Uh, he also posted himself getting crucified in a bikini. So <laughs> I don't think so. It was all for art, right? It's like a yeah, it's, I, it's artistic be... retelling of the gospel. Are you telling me that Lil Nas X, the man who lap danced Satan? <laughs> I just, I don't understand why people, it is such an easy way to get, like hype by yourself is to say you're you're saved and then people will like give you attention if you are irrelevant or if you are like kind of fading out of the public view just go on go go on a talk show and just be like you know what i like jesus yeah and then every mom in middle america will cream her pants oh my gosh (laughs) yes uh, <clears throat> and every, me and every guard. dad, every dad will, you know, not cry, but like, <laughs> will hold that in, and yeah, come out in a random time later. <laughs> a random time at someone's kindergarten graduation. Yeah. Um, I just I find it fascinating. It's um, it's obviously a marketing tactic. I I just I struggle why people don't see it. And there's like a, some people just need the celebrities they look up to, to have like faith. And I, yeah, it's just funny to me that like, they can't just enjoy somebody for just their music. Like they have to make sure that they are checking a certain box for them to actually enjoy them. Uh, I, I love Lil Nas X. I've, I've been a, a fan of his, I think his music videos are hilarious and like really fun. Um, my favorite thing is YouTube because he's had this video and then one, two years ago, Montero, I can't remember which one it was where he was lap dancing Satan. Yeah. And everyone was up in arms about that too, which is hilarious to me. Cause like, what's the problem there? Like Satan's the enemy, right? Shouldn't he be lap dancing on Satan anyway? So, or, or is lap dancing Satan satanic? Would you rather him lap dance God? That's a great question. Listeners, we're polling you. We're polling you. Would Who'd you rather, rather have... have a lap dance? God or Satan, whoever you pick, we will pay for the lap dance down at the brass ring. <laughs> Who do you think needs it more? God or Satan? <laughs> Who needs a lap dance more? God or Satan? Who, I think you, God needs like a lap dance. Is, who do you feel like has just not been batting five hundred? It just hasn't had any any of that, you know, special attention in a while. So Yeah. I think God needs a good lap dance. Oh, <laughs> uh, th- I I love it. I eat this up. I I just getting people all stirred up uh, and just being a troll on the internet is one of my favorite things. So, Lil Nas X, a tip of the cap to you. Yeah, Evan, what are we? What's our main topic today? Um, foreskins. Of course. <laughs> what else would it be? Um, no, not directly. Um, just indirectly. 
Yeah, indirectly. Indirectly foreskins. Uh, that was my band name. Um, we're just going through the Bible. Uh, we're just starting at the foreskin part of the index, and we're just working through each verse. Yeah. Um, I think I lost the page. First Samuel 18. That's where we were at. Dope. Found it. I need the Holman Christian Standard Version. Thank you very much. Oh, Holman Christian Standard guy over here. Yeah, Holman Christian Southern Baptist. Well, um, just for some context, some background. So 1 Samuel, um, we're kind of jumping right into this, but this is a one that uh, I've wanted to talk about for a little bit, and it's about David and Jonathan. They're French, but also um, there's a marriage later that we're really going to dive into. But for... For what it's worth is uh, David has already slain, slown, slew. Sloan Stevens. Sloan. Stevens. <laughs> he sloaned um, Goliath earlier. Um, and so then Saul, who's... A bunch of Philistines with it. And then... That's right. Yeah. Um, and I kind of set in a little bit more of the stage. Saul was... So for a while, God was just like, you're just going to have judges. And then Israel was like, we want a king. And God was like, I'm your king. And they were like, yeah, but we want a real one. But a nice and, hot one. <laughs> yeah, a nice hot one that, you know. Has had a lap dance the last fire. 500 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, and God just kind of rolled his eyes and went fine um, and gave them Saul, um, which we're going to see how interesting of a decision that was. Hmm. <laughs> here in this chapter um so starting is there anything else we missed on setting up the no yeah. i think we gave a perfect a crystal clear picture of what's happening in the bible yeah. summed up the um, perfect history of the bible so far yeah, exactly <laughs> um so starting in chapter 18 of first samuel verse 1 when david had finished speaking with saul Jonathan committed himself to David and loved him as much as he loved himself. Uh, Jonathan is Saul's son. Uh, Saul kept David with him from that day on and did not let him to re return to his father's house. Basically meaning David was a part of the family. Yeah. Is essentially it. Which wasn't necessarily a bad thing because David wasn't from a very wealthy family. He essentially got adopted like Batman adopting Robin, I guess. That, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's kind of a good way to put it. Good analogy. I am just shooting from the hip today. Wow. Uh, Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as much as himself. Then Jonathan removed the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his military tunic, his sword, his bow, and his belt. Hopefully, Jonathan had something Do left. you think Jonathan ever had a conversation <laughs> in the bathroom about like what others look like <laughs> in his life? He strikes me as someone who might have had that conversation at some point. Oh, man. I don't know. David, Maybe not. I just, sometimes I just get curious. <laughs> about how, yeah. I, I want to pause God. here because we would read this verse growing up. And I just feel like, not that I didn't bat an eye, but I didn't really think about it that much. But I do remember thinking, even like in high school, I'd be like, boy, this has some very strong gay <laughs> romance to it <laughs> like there's a very strong vibe here um but everybody in my church is like nope this is just pure friendship 100 
just two boys hanging out. Cool. That's I've all it is. I've never given another man the clothes off my back. I was just about to ask, in your very <laughs> heterosexual fr- friendships with males, have you ever just exchanged clothes and made a vow to each other? <laughs> no. Um, I imagine this is cultural on some level. It has to be. It could be. That's fair. There could be a yeah. cultural aspect to this. Yeah. Cultural aspect to it or like a, you know, acknowledgement of, and like it could, it could also be like he's now part of the family. Jonathan's giving him his family robe, um, and also like different things like that. But there is all, just a lot of language about how much Jonathan loves David. And yeah, Jonathan goes so far as to betray Saul later. Yeah, they uh, can't emphasize enough David's how much they love each other. That yeah. they are hundred percent into each other. Yeah, and it's. I, I guess, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, well, obviously they're not gay. And I'm like, well, let's, let's also pull back and say, well, obviously they might not be straight. Like, I think that's nothing. the thing is like, what's wrong with saying they are? I, I mean, yeah. I'd say being Southern Baptist, but yeah, uh, if you're just reading the Bible for what it is, then why not just go, yeah, maybe these two had a relationship and they were... Yeah. I had a youth pastor who was just like, they were the closest two guys could be friends without being gay. And I was like, <laughs> that's, that's very specific. That is the funniest take on this. <laughs> that he acknowledges that there's a line and he's like, now it Dude, seems very me. gay, but trust me, it's not. It's just right on the line. <laughs> Did they touch peepees? Maybe. We don't oh. know. Oh. <laughs> It's the closest two guys can be without being gay. That is incredible. That's a perfect sum of this passage. All right. So that's setting the scene. So we have Jonathan, David, just exchanging robes and garments. And Saul's getting a little jealous. really matches your eyes, David. (laughs) I think think you'll look good in it. Here, we can get this hemmed. Um, David marched out with his army and was successful in everything Saul sent him to do. Saul put him in command of the soldiers, which pleased all the people and Saul's servants as well. See, David's not gay. He's a military dude. He yeah. Stuff. There's definitely no <laughs> gay people in the military, as we've discovered from history. There's never been a gay person in the military, ever. Despite that the Greeks had a uh, an army specifically of it was technically of pedophiles. They're like, oh Jesus! Like, <laughs> it was gay. Like I don't like. I don't know what to tell you. Oh God! Oh Lord, help us! As the troops were coming back, when David was returning from the killing from killing the Philistine, the women came out from all the cities of Israel to meet King Saul, singing and dancing with tambourines, with shouts of joy, and with three stringed instruments. Not four stringed. Three. Just three. As they celebrated, the women sang, Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. Dang. Saul was furious and resented this song. Thy created ten thousands to David, he complained, but thy only created me with thousands. What more can he have but for kingdom? So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. Um, pause right here, just kind of catching this up on what's going on. They're at war with the Philistines. Philistines are the Wario to the Israel's Mario. Perfect. Um, you are on fire today. Adam. I am on fire. Um, 
So and proud. that the Philistines would kind of evolve into the Assyrians and eventually the Babylonians and then eventually the Persians. Then eventually and Hoosiers. And then, yeah. And then eventually uh, the Democrats. So um, <laughs> uh, I guess the Hittites would technically evolve into the Assyrians. I'm not sure. Um, but here we are, like we're at war. Yeah, a, a deep-seated jealousy has ignited between Saul and David. Yeah. Um, and which is interesting because Saul was tapped by God to be the leader mm-hmm. of Israel. And all of a sudden, Saul's got jealousy. So... What happens next? Well... What happens next is Saul attempts to kill David. Uh, that is the header of the next section. The next day, an evil spirit sent from God to sent from God. An evil spirit sent from God mm-hmm. took control of Saul. So God sent the evil spirit to take control of Saul, and he began to rave inside the palace. You gotta try this, man. <laughs> Saul, stop raving. It's <laughs> over there with glow sticks. Oh, man. <laughs> Reminds me of that dumb video. This is like, Maurice was just in here raving. And <laughs> yeah. he's got like glow sticks. Lights <laughs> like, slow down. Um, uh, well, the reason he was raving was David was playing the lute or playing the lyre as usual. But Saul was holding a spear. And he threw it, thinking, I'll pin David to the wall. But David got away from him twice. Okay, like, pause. Nah, can't catch me. Nah, here. Catch me. <laughs> David has insane agility, we we're finding out. No. Uh, I just want to make a quick shout out to the ESV Study Bible for being a total piece of shit. Because they <laughs> don't have anything to talk about verse 10 which is the one part of this passage I have the most questions about. They just want to go, yeah, we'll figure it out. No, we don't know anything about that. But verse 10, the next day, a harmful spirit from God rushed upon Saul. What is that? What the hell is a harmful spirit from God? I don't know. I thought God only gave good things, but apparently he's making people angry and jealous and upset. But yeah. ESV say Bible has nothing to say about it, so um, everything's so, fine. Yeah. yeah, God is by proxy trying to kill David. Well, he is <laughs> well, I making mean, Saul try to kill David in order for Saul to fail. And I think like that's kind of that like is really what kind of sucks is that the goal like there was a, a comic a while back called Judas. It was a graphic novel, and basically. Uh, it's Judas just being, just asking God, like, why did I exist? Why did you give me oh, dang. birth? Like, if I was supposed to be the one to betray you. Um, and it, like, wrestles through a lot of those questions, and it doesn't come to a, a satisfying conclusion whatsoever um, I, on this side of things. I think back then I was like, this is great. Um, <laughs> now, that's a really like, great question of, like, I mean— we could dive into another episode, but why the question of why God allows evil and allows bad actors to rise up? Is it yeah. only because of the plot? Is he doing it just for the drama? Like, is that 
That's what yeah, some that, people say. Season three of Slays in Egypt was getting a little boring. <laughs> ratings were down. <laughs> yeah, ratings were down. Um, but I, I think this goes a little bit bef- beyond that, because I'm not sure there's any passage about Judas. And Judas is kind of its own unique case, but there's not yeah. a passage about Judas where it's like God made Judas, God darkened Judas's heart or anything like that. But there are specific passages about Pharaoh and then yes. God's anointed Saul, yes, as we see here, being overtaken by an evil spirit sent from God. I was going to say he's yeah hardened hearts in the past, like he's made people, um, you know, a- against God's will, or they've been adverse to God's plan. Um, I'm trying is to think if he's here, sent spirits to idea, people. Yeah, yeah. Is the idea here? that the evil spirit has to come from God, otherwise God's not in control. I I have a couple of thoughts. I think one is God was just, I think in our modern day interpretation of the Bible, yeah. we have interpreted that God is the author of only good things and the devil's all the bad things. I think in the past, God was just the answer to just about everything that was not yeah. known. So like Saul suddenly turned, you know, maybe he, maybe before he was a more stand up gentleman and was not known for being jealous. And then suddenly there's a behavior change. And so people just would go, Oh, well God just gave him this spirit. So I think just in the past, people had no idea to explain like behavior change other than just God sending a spirit of like anger or jealousy or whatever rage to people. But God sent the spirit of shell shock to Saul. Yeah, but like, I I don't know, because like we have other. What's strange to me though is it does line up, I guess. And I think about with Job, which is the oldest record we have in the Bible, is is the story of Job where God does send some the bad things and is control of the bad in that story. Satan's just more of a kind of a trickster, more or less. Um, so that lines up with like the early writings of God where he's like kind of in charge of just testing everybody, no matter what, whether it's good or bad, but what do you think about? No, I think you're right in that, like our modern interpretation of God is a little bit more restrictive and a little bit more, um, he's the good guy. Yeah. Um, whereas... I think we need to kind of branch out and consider, you know, the mythological aspects of all of this and just be like, okay, like, let's think about how these people were writing it. You know, imagine your king just one day was just buddy, buddy with this guy. And then the next day tried to throw a spear at him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like what, what, what is your explanation for that? Like, well, I also think that because he was chosen by God, that he couldn't have been taken by a, spirit of the devil. Like I think in some ways the only explanation is, well, if you've been called by God and you did something bad, God just sent you like a weird, strange spirit that, you know, explains why you would do such a thing. But, um, and I think, I I also think, um, but, but to kind of counter that point, the evil spirit could come from Satan and still be within God's domain based off of what we saw with Job. Yeah, I mean... Because, like, God and 
Satan is just an adversary. That's all he is. Is he's there to kind of yeah. pose people and test who they are. Um, yeah. And he kind of enjoys the job. He likes what he does. That's what we <laughs> learn about in Job. Works from home. Just, yeah, works from home. <laughs> he's got good benefits. Um, but he's not this hell figure um, no. that we think about. He has his own. He's barbecuing with God <laughs> at the beginning of Job. You know, the crack. They really are. They're yeah. just walking the earth, they say. They're like just walking around, and he's just like, you know what? God, I, you, you really struck out on these humans. There is no one that's good. And God's just like, have you considered my servant Job in the most like narc way possible? Yeah. Yeah. And Satan's just like, no, I can get to that guy. <laughs> um, and he's just like, all right, you know, just don't hurt his family. Don't touch him. Whatever. And then, you know, he you know destroys all of his earthly possessions. And then, you know, Job doesn't curse God. And Job, or, uh, Satan's just like, well, you're not letting me try and kill him or his family. Like, that's, the, yeah, the guy's, guy's got a level head. He's a good guy. He's not going to be attached to all these <laughs> earthly possessions. And so, like, that's, that's yeah. the relationship that Satan and God have is very much a, like, let's, at least uh, as it comes to Job. They're a good team. They work together. You know, God and yeah. Satan, they test people together. Uh, <laughs> it is strange, I guess. It's engineering like, and product. Like, sometimes they don't <laughs> like each other, but they need each other. You know? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm so intrigued by verse 10. I I don't know. It, that, that to me is just fascinating when there's verse about God sending something that is not a blessing or not what you would expect from God, the father. Um, it's especially interesting when your hipster Calvinist Bible doesn't have anything to say about it. I really like, they piss me <laughs> off because every time there's a verse that is uh controversial or confusing, that well, is not, not like a safe verse. Yeah. Like, mm. like the, I don't know, just any verse I'm looking up. That's like, Ooh, that might be a little hard to explain. They just skip over it. So ESV Study Bible, if you happen to listen to this podcast, if any of you looking at you, uh, 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 Wheaton, Illinois, (laughs) 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 who wrote this damn thing? (laughs) Ed Stetzer. I think I remember who was in it. Was it Mark Deaver? I don't know. That's too nerdy. Anyway, all you losers. Come at me. Let's talk about your Bible, your study Bible. Anyway, let's yeah, keep more uh, like let's... English stupid version. Got him again. Got him. Freaking got him. You've em. got to do stand up. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> men are like this, and women are like this. All right, let's keep going. Yeah, uh, verse 12. We're only on 12. Uh, Saul was afraid this might be a two part episode, everybody. <laughs> Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but it left Saul. Um, so at this point, the Lord is with David and had left Saul due to an evil spirit being sent to Saul. So, does that evil spirit replace the spirit of the Lord? Okay, slow down. What? <laughs> well, uh, first this is like Saul. everything, everywhere, all at once, and yeah. inception, <laughs> a story. Saul was afraid of David, so he okay. just tried to kill him. Didn't work. Saul. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with David, but had left Saul. Lord with David left Saul. Okay. Is the Lord with David now? David with Lord now. <laughs> because 
I guess it's more important because than his. more <laughs> is the Lord not with Saul Scr- anymore because hey. the evil spirit sent from the Lord is now hey. with Saul. Scratch on that is the evil spirit of the Lord with God because of little Nas X made G Christ video. Um <laughs> Bananas and milk. <laughs> um, like, like, does that, like, does that make sense? Like, only one spirit can <laughs> occupy. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, the, but it had departed from Saul. So who knows? Uh, I guess the spirit of Satan was inside of, well, not spirit of Satan, just a harmful evil spirit, evil, evil spirit, spirit. Or harmful Thank you. spirit. Excuse me. Yeah, could just be Tom the spirit. Could just be good old Tom, you know, just doing Tom his job. Tom from accounting down in hell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we need an AC down here. Damn. Damn. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This, I think it gets into weird territory when people are possessed. Then you don't know whose intentions are whose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which verse we leave off on? So we're at... It was 12. So Saul was afraid yeah. of David because the Lord was with David, but it left Saul. So now God has changed his mind about who should be king. But he's just going to kind of let it play out. He's not going to be like, you're king now. He's just going to yeah. let Saul try to kill David over and over again. <laughs> so yeah. Therefore, yeah. Therefore, Saul reassigned David and made him commander over 1,000 men. David led the troops and continued to be successful in all of his activities because the Lord was with him. When Saul observed that David was very successful, he dreaded him. Just like, ah, this fucking guy. <laughs> but all Israel and Judah loved David because he was leading their troops. Saul told David, here's my oldest daughter, Merib. I'll give it to you as a wife if you will be a warrior for me and fight the Lord's battles. But Saul was thinking, my hand doesn't need to be against him. Let the hand of the Philistines be against him. Hmm. And David We've seen this before. Yeah, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I think we see this later. <laughs> Or later, excuse us. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> spoilers. Maybe, this might be where David gets the idea. Um, and David responded, "Who am I? And was my family or my father's clan in Israel that I should become the king's son-in-law?" When it was time to give Saul's daughter Amirab to David, she was given to Adriel the Mahalathite as a wife. Excuse you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Adriel so the who? A little bit of a little <laughs> bit of Laban story happening here. A little bit of a little bit of oh, here's this is going to be your wife. Oh, never mind, it's not. Yeah, uh, what's that about? He's just like you can take my daughter. Actually, scratch that. It's going to take my wife. Please, never mind. Adriel um, Mahalathite. The Mahalathite. The Mahalathite. The Mahalathite. You know what's really good content? Us trying Two to guys read. Trying. <laughs> Mahalath, Mahalath, Mahalathite. Two morons trying to pronounce something. I just don't understand why our, our episode plays are going down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why we haven't been invited to to NPR yet. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's he's just now he's Saul's gone from like trying to kill him to just being cheeky. Yeah, he's, just, he's like, just trying to find any avenue of maybe he'll get, you know, yeah. bonk or on the head. did he just have a better idea? Because in verse 20, now Saul's daughter... Michelangelo. <laughs> yes, his daughter Michael. I don't... 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is going to be very confusing. Saul's daughter, for modern listeners, Saul's daughter, Michael, loved David. And when it was reported to Saul, it pleased him. I'll give her to him, Saul thought. She'll be a trap for him in the hand of the Philistines will be against him. So Saul said to David a second time, you can now be my son-in-law. Are you okay? No, I just, I can't stop. It's just, you got all these heavy hitters of the Bible and then just fucking Michael over there. Uh, I don't know why that really tickled me, but just Famously, Michael. David's, David's <laughs> wife, Mike. <laughs> it was just Mike and the boys. <laughs> you can have my beautiful daughter, Merab, or you can have Mike. <laughs> She's out back grilling. <laughs> yeah, it's like he likes grilling and uh, watching football. baseball. <laughs> yeah, more of a football guy. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I man. was a complete uh, distraction. <laughs> yes. There. Okay. Um, where were we? Uh, verse 21, verse 20. Uh, verse 20, yeah. So uh, I'll give her to him, Saul thought. She'll be a trap for him, and the hand of the Philistines will be against him. So Saul said to David a second time, you can now be my son-in-law. So then Saul then ordered his servants, speak to David in private and tell him, look, the king is pleased with you and all his servants love you. Therefore, you should become the king's son-in-law. Saul's servants reported these words directly to David, but he replied, is it trivial in your sight to become the king's son-in-law? I'm a poor man who is common. David is just like such a buzzkill. I know, God. Like, it's just it's like asking Jalen Hurts any question. <laughs> Like, it's just like, yeah. hey, did you have a good day today? Why would you say today's good? No. Job finished? It's like talking to Kobe fucking Bryant. It's just like, are you happy? No. Why would I be happy? When does Kobe come into this story? Uh, God, man, if I could pick out his number in my brain, I was going to do it. But now I'm just dumb. 26, maybe. I don't know if that was his number. You know, I'm blanking now too. I'm going to go with a hundred. That sounds right. He was because he was a hundred percent the best. <laughs> he was. He was number a hundred. Okay. God, I suck. Um. So Saul's servants poured these words to David, and David mopingly was like, "I don't. I don't deserve it. I don't. She probably doesn't like me. She probably thinks I'm stupid. I'm ugly. Yeah." I'm just hmm. the Eeyore. back to Saul. These are the words that David spoke. <laughs> Fantastic. And Saul replied, say this to David. The king desires no other bride price except the completely normal bride price of mm -hmm. 100 Philistine foreskins to take revenge on his enemies. The who, the what now? Uh, Saul Sorry? wanted David to... I guess the intent here is to kill the Philistines and then take their foreskins. You, you see, I want to pause here because as a kid, I always just thought they would just take them and they weren't killed. Like he just kind of wanted to collect them. It makes way more sense that they were killed and then taken as plunder. But as a kid, I just thought he's got to go out and do all these minor surgeries very quickly for a hundred men. He's got like a pop-up hey. tent clinic. Hey. Free candy. I need 100 grown men 
who would be willing for me to do just the tiniest surgery on your wee-wee. You'll get a coupon book yep. in repay. One, one free trip to Jericho. One, one free dinner at, uh, it's not steak and shake, it's uh, steak and gravel. Steak and gravel, Jesus. <laughs> one, one trip to the not yet constructed temple of my son. <laughs> yeah, I thought he had a hundred minor surgeries and it had to come back. <laughs> but it makes much more sense that he just fucking killed them and then just yeah. brought their <laughs> weird dead penises back to Saul. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the all low price, the new discount yeah, price the for low, Michael. Low price for my daughter to be your wife. My daughter, Michael. 100 <laughs> foreskins. 100 foreskins. One, 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 100 foreskins. Come on down. Capital City foreskins. <laughs> Come on down to Saul's Bridal Trade. You're going to like the way your penis looks. I guarantee it. You're going to walk out of here like a new man. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, so let's wrap this weird story we're let's... almost done i fucking promise all right um so 104 skins to take revenge on his enemies actually saw intended to cause david's death at the hands of the philistines so basically he was just like you know what go get 104 skins go get yeah. 104 skins you have to get 100 and when the servants reported these terms to david he was pleased to become the king's son-in-law he was like that's easy. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> this like self-conscious dude about like women and everything. Now they were just like, well, to do it, you got to like go into battle and like scalp a bunch of penises. And he was like, oh, scalp down, a bunch it. of penises. <laughs> oh, that's my jam. No problem. That's my jam. I've been doing that forever. <laughs> um, before the wedding day arrived, David and his men went out and killed 200 Philistines, and he brought their foreskins and presented them as full payment to the king to become his son-in-law. Then Saul gave his daughter Michael to David <laughs> as his wife. Just imagining a guy in, like, jeans and just, like, a polo just coming out of the quarters. Hear ye, hear ye! Please rise for my daughter, Michael. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Just some home, home Depot employee comes out. <laughs> Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter, Michael, loved him. And he became even more afraid of David. As a result, Saul's, Saul was David's enemy from then on. And every time the Philistine commanders came out to fight, David was more successful than all of Saul's officers, so his name became well-known, and he became known as David the Foreskin Guy. <laughs> Incredible. I want to... Like, one... I, I oh. want to know, because like, um, in like Old Norse and stuff like that, like you, you get a nickname. <laughs> like, like You're like Giant's Bay or Ship's Bay or like... Lodge Feet. Lodge Feet or... You know, woolly back, goat fucker, something like oh that. Oh my like, god! <laughs> um, but if this took place in like northern Europe, would David all of a sudden be like David Foreskin? Absolutely, he would be David Foreskin. David Foreskin. Uh, David Fjordskin. I want to know 
how do you bring 200 foreskins back to somebody? Do you have a bucket? Just a bag. A string? A bag? A little, a little bag. How, how big of a bag do you think you need? We're talking like a... Are you thinking of them all like a Target bag? 200? Let's Don't Google it. Don't you dare. I see you typing. Stop it. Foreskin. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Clear your history. <laughs> the average adult foreskin consists of one and a half inches of outer skin. One and a okay, half inches I... totaling length of three inches. So you've got three inches. Okay. But it's like very thin. And so you can obviously, I think you can put that in like a Kroger bag. You can put 200 foreskins in a Kroger bag. One Kroger bag? Did they have Kroger bags back then? Did they have Krogers? You think? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I wasn't sure. I think so. I think so. He's got to walk around with it. It's like when you walk your dog and you have like a the bag of poop. You kind of like don't want to talk to anybody until you get home. Like it's like a walk of shame. This was the most prized possession on that caravan back. A smell. Just imagine how horrible that thing would be. I know. Imagine like the decay that happened. Yeah, it's not like sand dollars you pick up at the beach and they're like, oh, look how pretty. It's like, oh, look, rotten flesh, rotten penis flesh in a bag. Thank you. Look, it's a lot of rotten penis flesh. Like, why not just take eyeballs or something? Like, why does, what is the obsession with foreskin in the Bible? We talk about it every episode, but damn it. What's the deal with foreskins? Foreskins, George. George, but, why are there only four? Why aren't there five? I just don't understand, like, it'd be so much, it'd be way more rad if it was, like, bring me back a hundred hands, you know, like, I don't know, or, like, something like that. I'm listening. I would love it if this was a miscommunication. (laughs) And that, I mean, I think Saul maybe intended, he was like, yeah, go minister to them. They're going to kill you. That's what I want. But go minister to them. Go circumcise them. And David was like, 100 foreskins, he wants me to kill all the Philistines. That makes sense. And he goes and murders them and is like, well, I killed 200. May as well slice all them off. He's like, you did what? (laughs) Oh. I think there was like a, at their local Kroger's in Philistine, there was a lotion called foreskin. And he said, go get me that Philistine. I need 100 bottles of Philistine foreskin. Philistine foreskins, and he comes back with actual foreskins, and he's just like... He's like, Jesus Christ, David. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Stay away from me and my daughter, Michael. (laughs) I am terrified. Michael, go to your room and play electric football. (laughs) Okay, Dad. (laughs) I just... I don't understand uh, why this is the price. Like, there's a lot of weird stuff that's prices. I don't surprised, know. You know, back then, where it's just like, "Hey, give me a thousand chickens, and I'll." I could see chickens more than foreskin. Like, yeah, you could do so much more with two hundred chickens. Why hey, not? I could, like, why not fingers? That, that's what I'm saying. Fingers, yeah. eyeballs, noses, tongues, even whatever. And, was, I don't, and you might be sitting there going, well, remember, Saul's crazy. David didn't have to get 200. He went above and beyond. He said 100. That's that's double what he needed to do. Imagine that. He he got his the minimum required order complete. And he goes, because, mm, let's do it again. Scott, because there was a price for that, Brian. <laughs> there was a price for that, the price of that, Brian. 
Saul said, this is the price. But it wasn't enough just to pay the price. The price had to be paid in full and paid over full. Paid double, because... Yep. That's right. Our sins are the foreskins, and God is... Jesus is David, paid Saul us for us, for Jesus, for us, for Michael, who's us, to be his wife. (laughs) Yes. Evan, you're on fire. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a sermon somewhere. They have talked about foreskins in church. I'm sure someone has. Like Jesus got all 200 foreskins (laughs) for for your, for you. That has been a phrase that has been uttered. A guy, a a guy up there. His name was Booger. His name. He was the pastor. (laughs) Definitely. And he said. Jesus took on all 200 foreskins so I that bet. he could be his bride. I bet some sorry pastor out there was doing a, we're going to preach the whole Bible in a year. I'm gonna not, I'm not going to leave anything out. We're going to do every verse every Sunday. And some poor sap had to preach on yeah. David retrieving double the amount of foreskins for Michael the bride. Incredible. Oh. Uh, Evan, what are your final thoughts on this weird-ass story from the Bible? God, I love the stories of like Samuel and Kings and Chronicles. Yeah. They're just so fucking nutty. They are. Like they're just, <laughs> they, they don't make sense as to why they're there because they're mm-hmm. just stories. That's kind of like what it is. Like you, we try and, I was joking about it, but we try and like extrapolate meaning from it. Yeah. This is as weird as any story out there about like the old Norse or like, it is know, Roman and Greek, Greek gods or anything. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's just as weird. It just happens to be folks. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just like, folks, just having to be folks doing it and not like Zeus or whatever, not like, big burly like gods, yeah. Power, you know, yeah. it's just about like regular people doing stuff. So, like, it's just, it's just one of those weird ass stories. And yeah. I like this is, I, I kind of go, this is kind of my refrain on stories like this. Like, just this is a weird story. It's kind of a fun story because there's a little bit of Saul like going crazy and trying to kill David in different ways. Yeah, just screw him, screw him over. Um, but you know there isn't a higher meaning intended here. I don't think. Like, I don't think there's a more to the story. Like, hmm. if 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 a uh, if a dad says his daughter's with a hundred foreskins, pay him two hundred. Like, that's not. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I ran into that situation, right? I know, right? And I'd have two nickels. Um. <laughs> But it's it's just it's so. I don't know. It, it, this is just another one of those stories where it's just a story. Yeah. Let, let let it be a story. Yeah. You know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I I I got hung up on verse ten. I remember this story growing up and reading through it. Um, I'm just always fascinated about how. Uh, people in these times would explain situations by just kind of throwing God in willy nilly. It feels like God just sort of like this extra actor that it's just kind God of thing. just moves just, the plot along, you know? You know, yeah. Saul trying to kill David was such a God thing. Such a God thing. That's right. Such a God thing. Yeah. Just that he happened to find 200, you know, Philistine penises lying in the yeah. field. It's amazing. Dave, David was just playing his lyre, and then Saul had a spear, 
and he threw it at David, and it was just such a God thing in that moment. So yeah. godly. The way Michael so came down the stairs so beautifully to present. In his, in his white T-shirt with a pocket protector <laughs> and his jeans and glasses and receding hairline. His belly hanging out of his shirt, his little poo bear. Out of his shirt. <laughs> a little bit of a shirt, a little bit of a plumber's butt. Nice face, though. Nice face. No, yeah. Yeah. Can't can't quite grow facial hair, but it's there. It's there. A warm, welcoming smile. Warm, welcoming you know. smile. Like, you're, you're, you're probably asking yourself, is Michael a good dad? And I think you can be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he's a great dad, and he's there for his family. Um, but he he's, not he's always a bridesmaid, your... never a bride. You know, he just exactly. wants his moment. But yeah. now he gets a chance. And I, I think it's also worth noting, like, you know, Michael's the kind of person that if he caught you smoking, he wouldn't yell at you, but he would tell you, like, why you shouldn't. Yeah. He'd be like, you know, son, th- these are choices that you're going to have to make in life. If he could pick uh, a celebrity with anybody, it'd either be Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Tim Allen, or... Uh, Hank Re- Hill. <laughs> Hank Hill. <laughs> Or Jimmy Carter now. (laughs) Okay, that's all I got. We're right at the hour mark. You did it, listeners. Congratulations. Oh, my God, you crushed it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our Unblessed Podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on unblessedpodcast.com. That is U-N-B-L-E-S-S-E-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. I stumbled through that. Incredible. You almost, yeah, you did it, I think. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, my name is Evan and I'm Scott and, uh, don't ever pay for something with foreskins. (laughs) 